Howdy, everybody, and welcome to another BP Movie Journal, the show we do where we talk about the stuff we've seen since the last time we did one of these. I'm David. I'm Tyler, and I might have to host this by myself. Yeah, I'm getting... So we have a, a, a mascot, your, your dog sitting, and the dog is in the room yes. with us. Uh, I couldn't be more delighted because I love dogs, and this dog really likes me, but I seem to be having some allergy issues We have early some Claritin if you, if you need I some. I mean, I take Claritin every day. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wheezing a little bit. We'll see how this goes. But luckily, this is going to be another short uh, movie journal because you and I are both very, very busy people uh, right now. Um, So uh, let's just start talking movies. Uh, I guess you went first last week and last last week. So I guess I'll go first this week. Uh, I have one movie um, that I watched this week. And last week, it was like a... I have one movie I've watched that I can talk about because I had like sure. work stuff. This week, I literally only watched one movie over yeah. the last week. Work has just been insane lately. And when I have free time with Natalie, we've been watching uh, TV instead of movies. Sure. So if you want to hear about all the TV I've been watching, check out the Patreon. Indeed. Uh, and also, if you want to hear David uh, talk with his wife... Uh, well, can, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to announce that on the oh, main I'm show sorry, this week, I'm but sorry, uh, yeah. yeah, a little uh, teaser. We have a, a new podcast together. Yeah, so that's very it's very exciting. One episode in, and already it's a, it's great. I haven't listened. Yeah, to we've it recorded before, nine episodes, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we were taking our time getting this set up, figuring like. But now it's the thing of like knowing eight or nine episodes in, like we've got a pretty good handle on the yeah. rapport, on the outline and stuff. And now knowing like, I hope people stick with us through the first like five or six episodes. Yeah. You know, but, but, uh, uh, anyway, that's not the point. I'll talk about it more on the, on the main show. I want to talk about, uh, Christian Petzold's new film, uh, just released in the U S which is called Undina. U N D I N E. Uh, Christian Petzold made, uh, transit uh recently phoenix he made uh barbara a lot of he does uh, a lot of one word yeah <laughs> one word titles um uh undina uh and this if you don't know as i didn't because i'm not uh an academic uh undina is the uh name for a uh like a water elemental being okay so it's like a mythical like female i don't know being okay elemental being is okay. the, what I can, that represents water um i didn't know that going notably in, re- steering away from the word god or goddess i notice uh like it's a different type of thing it, yeah it, it, okay. it is like the, a physical representation of water but it, yeah it doesn't come from um like a worshipful type Got of it. uh place um Anyway, I didn't know that going in, reading it uh, before I wrote my review, doing some research and, and reading it, like was like, oh, that makes sense. There's a lot of water in this movie. Um, but Imdina uh, is also the name of the lead character, um, played by Samantha Beer is, is her name. Um, and uh, she's a, despite being, uh, potentially being some sort of water elemental being based on her name or whatever, uh, she works the very non- uh, aquiferous job of being a, um, an like uh, architectural and textural and city planning historian. And she has this very specific job where she works for the city of Berlin and she gives lectures, but specifically to visiting like uh, officials, like okay. governmental or business officials who are like coming to learn about 
Berlin and learn about specific parts of Berlin. Um, she works in this big room that has multiple 3D scale models of the city of Berlin, which is super just fun to look at. Um, but it doesn't, she doesn't work anywhere near water. I guess I, there's the river, the spree uh, river. Um, but that's not the point. Um, the point is she's, uh, when we first meet her, right before we see her job, she's uh, in the process of what will be a breakup. Mm-hmm. She's at the, at the cafe across the street from her work. She has to go into work to give a lecture. And she is telling her this guy, like, don't leave. Stay here. Don't leave. She goes and gives a lecture, comes back. What do you know? The guy's gone. Mm. But then, out of nowhere, another guy shows up, and they have a very watery meat cute, and then they uh, <laughs> they, uh, they start a romance. So this, but this idea of if you've seen Christian Petzold's film, this idea of people suddenly disappearing or suddenly appearing is very common hmm. in his movies that there's a, a lot of uh, impermanence to his movies and a lot of anxiety around impermanence in in, in, in his movies and, and so uh, to illustrate that further these two end up taking up a somewhat long distance relationship she works in Berlin he's visiting Berlin he is actually uh, an industrial diver he basically repairs industrial machinery that is in like under underneath the surface in like okay. uh, lakes and rivers and stuff. That's what he does for a living. So more water stuff. Anyway, um, they have, a, so they start a long distance relationship. So there's still that like, uh, what's what I'm looking for for something that's like, uh, I don't know, not, not permanent, but there's a impermanent. I already said impermanent. Oh, okay. I was looking for a different word. Um, tenuous tenuous is exactly what I was All looking right. for there's a ten tenuousness to 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 their relationship um but Christian Petzl is not like he's he's made romance type movies before a lot of his movies have romance and have very deep love stories but there's also a sense of mystery to this movie because they're like the movie doesn't exactly become supernatural but there still is like there might be something more going on with this with this woman it always seems like there's something about to happen there's so like there's 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 mystery there's romance there's uh, a sinister um dread to 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 the movie um but yeah at, at its heart i would I, I think as i described it in my um review it's a mysterious romance there's mm. not a, it's not a mystery because the mystery implies a sort of right plot structure where there's something to be solved there's just a sense of mystery yeah. about this romance um, it's mysterious, but not necessarily mystical. But it could be mystical. It could be. Yeah, I don't okay. want to give anything away. Yeah. But um, the the whole movie is just uh, masterfully made. Christian Petzold's films tend to feel like, uh, and I think I said this recently on this podcast. But I, we do so many versions of the podcast between the journal and the yeah. uh, main episodes and the Patreon. I can't remember where I said it, but um, uh, something like how, about how French New Wave films tend to feel like they're just like lightning in a bottle. Like they were, yeah. they happened to be captured at the exact time and could never be replicated again. And that's kind of how P- Christian Petzold's hmm. films seem to me. They seem so fragile in a way that they're, uh, they're, they're, they're precious moments trapped in time. Not precious moments like the line of uh, hideous mm. uh, <laughs> home statuary. You lost me. I, I want more of that. And you, uh, I was going to say you're from Southern Missouri. You're not from Southern Missouri. I'm not. I lived you there for three years. lived in Southern Missouri. Did you ever go to the Precious Moments Cathedral in Carthage, Missouri? I did not. Neither did I. 
it did not really uh my my uh i feel like you have to have a a, a parent who is into that sort of thing and or i think be the type really of person was. who would do that ironically which sure. i feel like i was yes. and i don't know why i never did because i was the kind of here's okay here's the thing all right I did once make a spur of the moment with a friend when I lived in Springfield, Missouri, in the dorms for one year. I made a spur of the moment with a friend, middle of the night trip to Carthage, because that was the closest come and go gas station, and we wanted to get come and go lighters because we were were children who thought, of course, that, yes. thought that the name was funny. Yeah, but I never K though. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still K U M come yeah. and go. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we did go in the middle of the night to find an all night. Uh, oh no. Okay. This is even weirder. We were sure the gas stations would be all night. They weren't. We got there at like two in the morning oh. and they didn't open till like five. So we went because you know, it's illegal to sleep in your car in a Walmart parking lot. It's not legal most places. And, but in Walmart, it is legal to sleep in your car. Um, uh, so we went to Walmart and slept in the car for a few hours Ooh. and then got 5 a.m you know, come and go lighters and oh, drove okay. back and then went to class. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, but I, weirdly, I never made that same trip to Carthage for the ironic visit to the precious moments cathedral. Did you know about it? At the yeah, time? I knew it about it. I knew it okay. About it. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, it is open all night. You, you wouldn't expect it, but, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, isn't, isn't a church open all night? Like any church? I'm guessing, like, uh, I can't go, like, I remember just, like, thinking of movies where someone, like, needs to go pray in the middle of the night. But it's, like, a church is, like, a sanctuary. So isn't it supposed to be? In my experience, no. But maybe it's, maybe Catholic churches are. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, Protestant churches. I mean, some of them are, and some of them are not. I know that there's one on... Uh, Coldwater, the little was it the little the little brown church? Yeah, um, that one's open all night. Is it? Um, yeah, I um, yeah, that uh, the little brown church is on my way to work uh, uh, during a particularly heavy section of rush hour traffic. So I have spent yeah. many mornings driving very very slowly past the little brown church. I'm very familiar with the contours and, and shape of that building. I uh, a couple of years ago friend of the show paul walter hauser was kind enough to uh <laughs> we're boring the uh, the dog yeah can we say his name or is it a secret oh i think so uh, yeah uh his name is brago and yeah brago just let out a big sigh like oh, oh here we go another uh <laughs> another name drop but anyway uh, or i imagine that you've been telling this paul walter hauser story around the house oh, a lot. Be, exactly. <laughs> yeah. this might be the first time i've told it but uh, anyway so uh uh, Paul is kind enough to actually come up to one of my classes uh, in Santa Clarita. Uh, we were talking about the, the subject that week was acting. And I thought, well, I know actors. And this is something that might be vaguely impressive to the students. Not impressive about me, but like a, a way to get them to pay attention. So uh, Richard Jewell had not come out yet. Uh, so nor had Black Klansman, I think. Um, so we watched I, Tanya, and then Paul came and he ordered pizza for everybody, which is a very Paul-type thing to do. Um, and so then I was driving him, uh, and he had taken like a, a, an Uber up there, so I was, so I was like, oh, I'll give you oh, a lift wow. home. And um, 
and we drove past the little brown church. He goes, hey, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's the little brown church. That's uh, Nancy Reagan's old church. It's open 24 hours. He's like, he goes, you know what? Just drop me off here. I got praying to do. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> That's great. It's kind of great. Yeah. Um, that's a funny story. So, uh, okay. Yeah, your one movie. My one movie is... You, a, you got one shot. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Blow us away. Now I got praying to do. <laughs> okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, so, uh, yeah, this, I mean, uh, in the, the, the project that I'm, I'm working on, there are a lot of, I have a, a few rewatches, but I don't have really have anything new to say about Congo where you are the endangered species. Um, you have to say that. I have to say, well, that's not new, certainly. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so I've been listening to the audio book of the disaster artist. Oh, it's really good. The book is very well written. And of course, Greg Sestero does the, he does the narration. Um, and it's so, and I saw the movie a few years ago and, Look, I recognize that a book and a movie are different things. Okay, so you can go more in depth in a book in certain ways. So I get, I get that, and I, I don't want to say like, oh, the movie, is, the book is better, or anything like, like that. But listening to the audiobook, I was like, okay, I'm going to go and watch the movie because there, there are mm. scenes that I remember from the movie that I, now I'm hearing like a little bit more in depth. So in watching the movie, and it's just like, I, you know. Uh, uh, asterisks about uh, James Franco aside, mm. fun uh, a fun performance certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the movie is is perfectly serviceable. That's my that's the movie is a, a, a disaster a disaster artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a perfectly serviceable film, but the thing that gets me is when you when you r- listen to the book or read the book, you realize like how in depth the movie could have been. And clearly James Franco as the director and then his, his writers, they picked a very specific tone and it's the most superficial tone. It's the one that's like, Hey, isn't this all crazy? Which it is. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with, with finding the humor in this situation. But like you, man, that book, you come to realize like, Oh, Tommy Wiseau is like a bit of a monster. Mm. Um, and Yes, sometimes charming and often very oblivious, but like really, uh, like really obsessive. Like the 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 book makes a few comparisons between uh, Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau and uh, the the two main characters from Sunset Boulevard and our two main characters from Talented Mr. Ripley to give you an idea of what we're talking about. Okay, um, and he can be very jealous, you know, and you see some of that in the movie, but it rarely makes you uncomfortable. And I feel like they really missed out mm. on showing you, uh, on giving you, uh, just a, a deeper, uh, a deeper version of this story that shows 
the loneliness, the awkwardness, the and and all of these things that that Hollywood and movie making can bring out in someone. Obviously, envy uh, of of somebody else's uh, perceived success. Um, and to me, that would have been such a more such a more um, satisfying film. It's fine for what it is, and obviously, you have to judge the movie that is there. But when you when you see what it's based on, you think like man, they really settled. They really settled for just the most facile, uh, uh, approach. I can definitely see. I've seen disaster artist twice. Actually. I saw it in the theater and Mm -hmm. then I saw, I watched it on a plane when I had limited options and I was like, this is, this will be undemanding. (laughs) Exactly. An hour and 40 minutes or whatever. And I've, I've gone back and forth for my entire life as a cinephile and comedy nerd of like, is there a threshold where if a movie makes me laugh enough, I don't care about anything else about it? Sure. And uh, Disaster Artist is like right on that line because it's a very funny It movie. is very funny. And it's got a lot of funny people in it. I think uh, I forgive a lot of stuff about it. Yeah. And, and, that, and so, it, but I guess to me, it's just like, it could have been that while also being these other things. And I, so I guess what it comes right down to it is that I recommend the book. I think it is a mm-hmm. very, because it winds up being yes about Greg's, relationship with Tommy Wiseau, but it's also a really interesting portrait of like, here's what it's like to be an, to be an actor coming to Hollywood and just the, the various hoops you have to jump through. And like, you know, he gets, he gets the lead in retro puppet master and it's like this huge thing for him. Meanwhile, it's like, it's this straight to DVD movie Mm -hmm. that no one cares about, but he got the lead and he hadn't been in town very long. And like, that's a big deal. And so you really get a sense of the, the, again, the desperation, even without Tommy, but like yeah. the desperation that comes with, did you really get a part on Malcolm in the middle or was that a, I haven't gotten to that point in the book yet. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know if that was an invention for the movie or just like, Hey, we can get Brian Cranston. Let's, um, let's that, up. <laughs> that does, that seems like an odd, uh, cause it was a tie in with, what is it like, uh, why him or what, what's the name of the thing that James Franco and Brian Cranston? Yeah. Is that what it, it, why him? Yeah. Um, do you ever, okay. I'm not going to go into any details. Okay. I never saw why him, but that movie is tied in my mind to a bad argument that Natalie and I got into once. Oh boy. And I, I never even saw the movie, Yeah, but because like a simple question of, scheduling whether or not we could go to a press screening of why him turned into a much bigger thing. And now yeah. that movie like makes me feel just that time. Oh, makes sure. Queasy. Sure. And did when you were not, so you were not able to go to that uh, right. press screening. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, boy, cause that movie is great. You would have, you would have loved it. It would have really ch- turned things around. I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> we, we would no longer be married if we had gone to see why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, so in watching, yeah, it is that thing where it's like, I, I laugh out loud a few times. And it's like, yeah, this, this is worth it. But, and that's, and that is the, that's the, that's the risk that you take whenever you like read a book or in my case, listen to it. Um, I think you can just say, read. I know, but I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> uh, but, uh, like when you find yourself doing something that George Costanza would prefer to do, mm-hmm. You're cheating. Yeah. And his his desire to listen to books instead of read them implies that like, oh, yes, OK, I'm making a, a bad decision with my life. 